But then again, who asked me? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Who Asked Me podcast. Y'all already know I'm your host, Zell. We are here. How is everybody feeling? Uh, You know something I noticed about myself this week? Actually, I didn't notice it. My boss pointed it out. But then I was like, oh, shit, you're definitely right. I love a beverage. Like, I have to have something to drink near me at all times. Right now, I have a water, okay? On my desk, when he pointed that out, he was like, oh, you're really loaded up, huh? I had a kombucha, I had a coffee, and I had a Topo Chico all open, mind you, okay? I was like, oh, wow. And I just realized, I do. I've always been like that. I always have to have something to drink near me, all right? I just, a girl loves her beverages, okay? So... We have a lot to discuss this week. Um, We're adding a new show to the recaps because y'all voted over on Instagram. You told me you wanted VPR coverage. So I'm giving you VPR coverage. All right. We got season nine of Vanderpump Rules premiering last Tuesday. And along with that, we got some cast drama before the premiere even came on. Um, Lauren from Utah could not help herself. Last Tuesday before the premiere, she posted a picture of the redacted cast members of Vanderpump Rules, Katie and herself, entitled it, or captioned it, rather. I had to with a heart. And it's like, "Mm, Lauren, I don't think you did, babes. I don't think you did. Ariana quickly replied and, you know, said did you really have to? I mean, do you want our show to move on or not? And she also added, you know, I love you all. And that's cute because we don't. But I get what she's saying. Like, listen, Vanderpump Rules, I have a feeling they probably almost all got canceled altogether. Like the show. um, When all that shit went down last year with Stassi and Kristen. Um, I don't think they knew whether or not they were going to come back for a long time. So Ariana is just like, do you care about the future of the show and having a job or not? Because if you did, then you wouldn't be posting this picture. And I agree with her. Okay. So Lala took it down and then she posted it again and said it, I had to the same caption with a heart. And then it said, it's not that deep. And it's like, girl, You just don't get it. And that's my thing about Lala. She tries to ride the fence because I remember back when all of that happened and they got fired. She was doing interviews saying that she, how she was friends with Faith. She's still close with her. She still speaks to her and that she reached out to her immediately. Okay, so Lala, which is it? Like, are you self-aware and you reached out to Faith and asked if she was okay because you uh, evidently never knew this happened? Or are you so close with the girls that actually did something that could have been fatally harmful to her? Okay, let's not forget that you just had to post this picture. Like it just, she, everything she does doesn't even make sense. But you know what? We'll get there when we get into the recaps. Next things next in Bravo News. It is official. Cynthia and Portia are officially no longer on Real Housewives of Atlanta. They made their post officially announcing. Um, I'm 
Cynthia, I'm not shocked. I think I had, yeah, I had this podcast when Atlanta went off this season finale. And I said on that episode, I said, I feel like that was a goodbye to Cynthia. I'm not surprised that Cynthia is not coming back now. What? As a Portia apologist, as a longtime Portia apologist, I'm hurt. I'm angry. I'm confused. I feel duped. Okay. Like I was ready to ride for you and your $40 million best friend's man against Kenya Moore this season. But no, I don't even get the chance now. I've been cheated out of a motherfucking storyline because you want to live in peace? How dare you, Portia? How dare you? You have fans that love you, all right? Give us what we need. And that's not the family show, okay? God, I mean, she just, she just took every hope of a super messy storyline we had with her. Nevertheless, I'm happy for her child. Go on now. Go on away from me if you're going to go, okay? Whatever. And finally, Miss Mia from Potomac woke up and chose violence last Wednesday morning she said you know what I'm gonna start something and I think she thinks she finished it but it was a mess she got dragged on Twitter and then hate to sound like Lisa Rinna but she wouldn't own it baby okay so pretty much went I almost said Wendy Mia woke up and I want to say it was like eight o'clock in the morning my time and was like Oh, I don't throw jabs. You talked about my mom when you live in a townhouse with your mother, blah, blah. And we're all like, girl, what? What are you even talking about? And then she goes, oh, y'all forgot about Alaska already. And it was like, girl, what? The show came on on Sunday. It's Wednesday. Why are you having this delayed reaction? So she calls herself dragging Escala this whole time. Meanwhile, she was getting dragged, okay? And she was doubling down, doubling down, doubling down. Ascala hopped on socials for like 2.5 seconds and was like, mm, actually, my mother lives with me, beloved. Um, we don't have a strange relationship. That's you. You need to work on yourself. I'm going back to my family vacation. And she did just that. I love it. I told y'all. I told y'all she was going to show up, okay? Never doubt me again. I mean, you could doubt me, but like, I was right on that one. And then all for it to end with Mia getting on social media and telling us on a blurred background, like it was a gray background with white typing so we could barely read it, that she allegedly has a social media manager that had been doing her tweeting, liking, sharing, very Jin Shaw, and that she had let them go and she... It was like, she never said that she was sorry. It was like a roundabout thing. It was really fucking bizarre. Really fucking bizarre. But let me tell y'all this. And we'll get to it, touch on it more when we do the Potomac recap. But it's giving, in the words of Candace, projecting. Okay? And I know y'all can't see me right now, but I'm doing the projecting hand motion. Because she always talking about somebody's mama. All right, um, she always talking about somebody's mama, okay? But we'll get there when we get to Potomac. Let's start off with Vanderpump. 
So to be clear, on Vanderpump Rules, I am not one of those people that believed that the show could not continue on without the members that have been kicked off. Um, I absolutely think it can. Every single person on that cast was <laughs> chaotic and interesting in their own way. So I think we'll be fine. And especially after seeing this first episode, I'm like, honestly, it is what it is, okay? Um, now, I did think that we were going to be including more diversity. However, at this point, I'm like, do I even want to see people of color interact with primarily white cats? I don't think so. If the Housewives seasons have taught me anything, okay? I am most excited to see the Toms without Jax, okay? Which we already see that I kind of like it, all right? At the end there, he was just getting insufferable. Like, insufferable. So, I'm not shocked to see that Lala is putting her breast milk in her coffee and it made me wonder if she's still sipping out of a bottle to go to sleep, okay? And we also see Sheena as a new mom as well and this is exactly how I imagine Sheena as a mother talking to her newborn daughter about a manicure, all right? So Tom and Tom are going to open a new bar without Lisa and to be honest, let's just put this out in the universe as some backup plans. I want Sandoval to open a bar slash restaurant in his hometown, which is here in STL where I live. Okay. And I want him to hire me to run it. All right. Because if I'm going to stay in the service industry, I might as well be working at a reality TV stars bar. Like, duh. Hello. All right. Speaking of Sandoval, I do like him with this facial hair. I really do. He's cute. Okay. So speaking of the new bar, they can't decide on a name. They can't decide on a couple things. And Katie wants to be involved, which I don't think is a bad idea. What I do think is a bad idea is that not being discussed prior, it seems like, in how much of a say she will have. Because I do think that Katie would probably be great at that. I feel like she probably has ideas to help them be successful. But I just think it needs to be a unanimous decision. Um, You know, if I got into business with one of my friends and all of a sudden her husband or my husband was just always like talking about things that they want done and they're not essentially the owner, that would be very annoying. I know that they are married But let's think of it like if they had nine to five jobs. She wouldn't come into his office and be like, you need to listen to my husband. I think it should be run this way. That's not what you do. All right. Let's not start acting like that's something completely normal. I have my podcast. My fiance helps me with certain things sometimes, but he never comes in here and it's like, you need to do it like this. You need to say it like this. Like I, your name is stupid. <laughs> like I, that just doesn't happen. Okay. Everybody needs to get on the same page. We go check in with my personal problematic favorite, James Kennedy, who is California sober because he's still allegedly only smokes weed Mm, smokes weed and uh some pre-workout pills if you will which I've never heard of a pre-workout pill but okay listen I realized something while I was watching (laughs) Vanderpump and James Kennedy does anybody here watch Ted Lasso if you haven't you should okay there is a character in that show named Jamie And I just, everything clicked for me when I saw DJ James Kennedy. 
the actor who plays Jamie had to, absolutely had to have studied James and then applied it to that character because like, wow, same person. All right. So we learn that while James has maintained his no alcohol soberness, um, he's still taking arguments a bit too far because <laughs> he got into it with Max, Lisa's son. And I honestly can see him splashing water in Max's face. Like, I can just see it, okay? He's very like, oh, come on, May. Like, oh, come on. Like, he's going to taunt you, okay? On another shocking, <laughs> actually, the first shocking thing I saw, I didn't know we were giving Brock a confessional, but okay, all right. Um, He has on a metallic suit, and that's all I got. I, I don't, I still don't trust this man. I still don't trust this man. We'll see, all right? So we get to see... Uh, Katie go over to Lala's house. And to be honest, Katie doesn't even look like she wants to be filming with Lala. But like all of Katie's friends are gone. That is who I'm most interested to see this season because her core group is gone. I thought Katie would leave, to be honest. While over there, Katie gets a text from Sheena inviting her to her birthday. And like Lala gets so fucking aggressive when Sheena texts Katie like, girl, Katie and Sheena are fine, all right? Lala is like, I don't want to go to her fucking birthday. Are you fucking serious right now? How dare she text me? Girl, like, I can text whoever, whenever, even if they're with you or not. And I'm not going to lie to y'all. I still think Lala is very wrong for this. Yes, like, I get that Sheena said that she wanted to be alone and that she had a panic, but she had a panic attack and then called her like, I don't... Like I said with Katie, Lala, you're not a part of whatever business deal um, Rand had going on with MGK and Megan Fox. So you could go show up with your friend, like, or for your friend. This is how I see it. Yes, Lala said, you know, do you want me to come over? In that moment, Sheena was like, no, her, she just experienced a miscarriage. Like her emotions are everywhere. She told Brock she wanted to be alone. So he went to go play golf. Like, and then she's having a panic attack and calling you and you're on your way to fucking dinner. Like, I don't, me personally, I would have been like, yeah, I'll be there ASAP okay it's not like she just broke up with one of the dudes that she many dudes that she used to be crazy over like she suffered a fucking loss I would have gotten to the restaurant and then gotten uber and been like I'm really sorry I have to go be there for my fucking friend like I will say this though I don't necessarily agree with Sheena exploiting the situation between her and Lala okay but I will be honest, I do feel like Lala tried to turn the narrative a bit. I'm I'm just going to be honest. Like, Sheena said, Lala and Randall know no one has rode for Lala the way Sheena has. And honestly, the same as Ariana. Like, I am truly baffled by the character that is Lala because, like, Stassi, Kristen but especially Katie, called her all types of whores, sluts, homewreckers for like all of like three seasons and like would not let up on it. Like wouldn't let up on it, okay? 
it's baffling to me to see her ride for those for those girls now because they did straight up bully her. It's crazy to me, but whatever. Honestly, Ariana is so unbothered by Lala. Like when Sheena called her and was like, oh yeah, she's doing press. Like Ariana's like, yeah, she's doing press for her book. How good for her. And I remember when that podcast came out that Lala said that on, I was like, oh, all right. It's just one of those things. Like I really understand both Sheena and Ariana's frustration with Lala because that's some motherfucking bullshit, okay? Like last season, Ariana told Lala about her depression and anxiety. And then Lala decided that she just wanted to be in with the cool girls and piggyback off of Stassi and call Ariana negative. It was pretty fucking gross. Like that's supposed to be your fucking friend. Okay. Ariana says she's over being reasonable. And I love that for her because yes. All right. Absolutely. Do not be reasonable with these hoes anymore, Ariana. Then we get to see Lisa Vanderpump do what she does best, meddle in other people's business. And she gets James and Max together in a scene that is so (laughs) just comical because it's obviously fake. Listen, like I said earlier, James is my problematic favorite. I don't know why. I just feel for him, okay? I also feel for him because, listen, he gets the shit end of the stick but he lets his emotions get the best of him and he can't help it. All right. He can't help it. So then we finally get to see Sheena's birthday at Ariana and Tom's house. And obviously Lala walks in being a number one hater. And I just don't get it because it's like, girl, y'all may be beefing right now, but you still understand that Sheena is Sheena. She likes cheesy things. So why Lala felt the need to come in there and say, I like magicians when Randall gets them for his kids' birthdays. Like, please stop. All right. Now, when they finally sit down and talk again, I do think that Sheena kind of, you know, hammed the Lala portion of it up she definitely exploited it um that Lala wasn't there for her back then but ultimately I still have to my heart resonates with Sheena because that was so devastating and so hard for her and I just don't think it's that hard to be there for your friends okay twist it how you want to like Lala just got caught up in being a director's wife. Now, I don't agree, obviously, with the crazy people that were in her messages telling her the disgusting things they were about her baby, but that's not Sheena's fault. Like, Sheena was talking about her experience, and you were part of that experience, okay? Unfortunately, not in a positive way. So, they are moving forward You know, they want their kids to be friends and I love that for them. However, two people who are not moving forward with their friendship are Ariana and Lala. And I don't blame Ariana. First things first, Raquel tells Lala that she's finally not looking for her approval and she's not scared of her anymore. And Lala tries to take that as like, okay, I thought we were good. She's like, oh, you need me to baby you. Okay, next time I want to snap on somebody, I'll snap on Charlie. But let me tell you not with the shits and it's Charlie, okay? And y'all should have known that at that last reunion when she let Jax have it. And y'all was all talking about, you need to have some respect. No, I don't need to have respect for anybody who doesn't have respect for me. 
that's my thing with Lauren from Utah. She wants to put on this persona like I'm so big and bad. And you're not. You scream at Raquel's. You scream at people that are going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And not pop back at you. All right. Scream at somebody like me. All right. And I'm going to scream right back because she is always like, don't talk to me like that. After she's talked to somebody absolutely crazy as hell. Girl, please get off your high horse. Like, get off your high horse. That's why when uh, Ariana tells her we didn't have a problem and now we do, she wants to pop off and say, are you going to let me talk or are you just going to keep running your drunk ass mouth? I have a problem with that. Lala, you had a problem with alcohol, not me. I'm at a party in my home. I can have something to drink if I want to. I cannot stand when people that are sober try and throw alcohol in other people's faces. I'm enjoying a beverage. Okay. I'm happy for you and your sober journey, but I can still have a beverage. All right. Don't start talking about alcohol. You started with me, girl. And then of course she's like, I have to go. I have a baby. Go on then. You don't want to talk about who you're going to yell at next time instead of Raquel. Like who does things like that? Who does shit like that? Lauren from Utah. That's who. I don't know what type of season we're in for, like I said on my polls last week, I kind of feel like this might be the last season, but who knows? Lisa Vanderpump probably will keep it going as long as she possibly can. She ain't got nothing else to But let's head on over to Beverly Hills while we're already over in California. So over in Beverly Hills, the ladies are still in Del Mar. They're going to Temecula. When I say they, I mean everybody except for Erica, which is fine by me. Uh, and honestly, I love a good winery trip. Like, if you want to see me drunk living my best life, take me wine tasting. Y'all should have seen me in Napa. I was thriving, okay? So, Renna and Kyle are updating the group on Erica's latest round of stories in the Tom saga. And Dorit says, you know, Erica's stories are something out only seen in movies. It's like, exactly, they are only seen in movies because she got them from movies, All right. And everybody is around the table just talking, talking. And honestly, Fancy Drew Sutton is just letting them. But the thing about Fancy Drew Sutton is she ultimately cannot help herself because the ladies ask something and she's like, how do you know? And Garcelle's like, no, 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 no. Don't you, don't you, don't, don't, don't even do it, Sutton. She's like, I'm tired of playing Fancy Drew. I'm going to let Shaggy and Scooby figure it out. But it's like, Sutton, you're just the type of person. And it's fine. I'm the type of person too. I'm like, "Mm, that doesn't add up, but okay. She can't help it. She's got common sense. Okay. Now I will give Doogie Kyle this. She is good at at impressions. When she starts impersonating people, she is really good at it. I just find it funny how no one gets mad at her for it, but whatever, whatever. It's all fun and games. Okay. Now when Dorit, Kyle and Sutton are sitting down, Dorit says that Erica did clear up a lot at the picnic and unfortunately Sutton you weren't there and then they tell Sutton about the allegedly comment and it's like girl she actually didn't she did not clear anything up and like Sutton says y'all allegedly drank the Kool-Aid okay I am just like what is going on here like Sutton said it's like they're trying to prove that they're all good friends especially after Denise last year and ultimately I just think that's what it is I think that they weren't expecting this Erica shit to come out and they were all going into the season thinking like, Oh, we're going to show girl power. We're going to show this because we are getting called mean girls and bullies. Okay. 
So Erica meets back up with the ladies at dinner that evening back at the hotel, looking like a fucking four-year-old drew on her face for makeup. And she's, you know, talking, being, I'll say fun with air quotes. Um, and all of the other women, except for Sun and Garcelle are eating it right the fuck up. And it's so cringy to be honest, but whatever. Erica says, this man's done a lot for a lot of people. People could step up and it's like, girl, what? And not like, that's embarrassing for you to say. It really is. You can no longer use that like Robin Hood trope for Tom because he actually was stealing from the poor. Like, girl, please stop. Please. It's just baffling to me how much, especially Rena Kyle and Dorit were kissing her ass. And then for Kyle to turn around and say, oh, and now Sutton's not talking. Girl, please, please, okay? This is why, this is exactly why Sutton called you a friend in air quotes, Kyle. Like, why would you do that? Y'all are over there kissing Erica's ass. No one's saying anything about Sutton or to her. Let it be, all right? Kyle also says, it's good to see Erica like this. And I hope these women don't ruin the mood. Okay, then why are you bringing attention to Sutton not saying anything? That's you ruining the mood, Doogie. Like, what are you talking about? Oh God, this lady is unbelievable. So then Erica starts talking to Sutton out of nowhere. And honestly, Erica is a fucking bully. Like that's all there is to it. Sutton is allowed to be hesitant around you. You've yelled at her the past three times y'all have been in the same room together. The night before you're like, why are you speaking to me? There's no need for you to talk to me. I don't want to talk to you. Like, then you go from that 24 hours later, you're trying to praise her. Like, are you okay? Sutton is better than me. She's got those Southern manners. Cause I would be like, oh, I thought you didn't want to talk to me. I thought the door was shut. I thought you would go head on with me all day. Okay. Because like, girl, what, what is going head on with you, Erica? What are you going to do to me? What I want to know, what are you going to do to me? All right. And the thing with Erica is she always does this. She literally snapped on Teddy, said in her confessionals for like two episodes, I'm not going to apologize. I have nothing to apologize about. No, move on. You're not getting an apology out of me just to apologize. Like, and the thing is like the Fox Fox Force 5, y'all may accept that treatment, but everyone doesn't have to. Sutton's allowed to be like, what the fuck was that? Okay. Oh God, that woman is exhausting. So then we get to see the scene of, I can hear everything you guys are saying about me. And it's like, it was nothing. They weren't talking shit. I wish the editors would have left that out. Okay. So we get to see the shitty thing that Lisa Renna did this week. And it's where, tell Crystal she'll wear a swimsuit to yoga aerobics. And then actually do the opposite. Get in the fucking pool with leggings on. Okay. And you know, what's more fucked up than her just wearing leggings in a pool? Because like, why? Is her comments on social media when people are like, yo, that's so fucked up that you did that to Crystal. And we know she's opened up about her body perception. And she's like, Lisa Renner probably pretty much goes, I'm old. I'm like 15 years older than Crystal. She looks fucking hot, whatever. It's like, no, you're missing the point. Okay. Yes, Crystal looks amazing, but 
she she does not feel that way. And she is uncomfortable in a swimsuit. Not only just around y'all, but she knows she's going to be on national television. Like, Lisa. Lisa. I know your lips will never gloss over your truth. But your truth is a bunch of bullshit. Okay? Let me tell you what else is a little bit of bullshit from Lisa Rinna. Her not knowing that Crystal's birthday was the next day when last week she just tried to drag Garcelle, and I used to drag with air quotes because I wasn't a drag, for not knowing when Kyle's birthday was. Like, this lady's a joke. Like, this lady is definitely a joke, but ugh. <sighs> Erica and Kyle, meanwhile, are, I don't know, playing racquetball, wiffle ball, whatever the fuck it is. And Erica says, girl, I have zero dollars, Okay. And she's talking and she says, the bankruptcy trustees want to take the house and evict Tom. And Kyle's shaking her head. And it's like, Miss Mama, what are you shaking your head at? And Erica, what are you, why are you acting like that's so egregious? Listen here. Those people just didn't wake up. The victims didn't just wake up and say, oh, I want his house. Go get me his house. A lot of steps had to be taken to prove that they are eligible to sue for it, first and foremost, okay? And then they still have to be taken to get it from him. Like, why are y'all acting like these people are just trying to take things from this man that they're not owed? Oh my goodness, okay? I just, I'm so happy next week is the finale because I just don't, I can't do much more of this, okay? We finally get to see an apology from Erica uh, to Sutton all to turn around in her confessional and say, no, I don't want to work it out with her. So does that mean you lied to Air to Sutton and Erica? Is that what that is? Like, <laughs> Erica tries to martyr, martyr herself and she's like, I'm not going to ruin everybody else's time. Like, Erica, first of all, what are you high on? First things first, okay? Because she taps into her like old Southern grandma part of her brain when she's talking to Sutton. And she's like, you know, honey, it's been hard. It's been hard on me. And, you know, I'm going to lash out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then she turns around. She's like, I'm the best fucking one in this group. Because, no, I don't want to work it out with her. But look at me. Not ruining anybody else's time. Erica, you like your makeup ruined my time the other night. If we're being 100% honest. She is just, I don't understand why they let this lady run around being a big old bully like this, okay? Huh. And then again with Doogie saying, Erica's finally apologizing and they're coming to some peace. Just don't talk, Sutton. And it's like, no, Kyle, you're the person that says everyone needs to be open and honest and talk about their feelings. And now you're like, just don't talk, Sutton, because Erica's in a good mood. No, bitch. Sometimes you're going to be in a good mood. Sometimes I'm not going to be in a good mood. It's called being a fucking adult, okay? Whew, and finally, we get to see them get on this boat and play a game of never have I ever. Now, listen here, listen here, listen here. I don't think games like this are ever a good idea in group settings, okay? I really don't. Somebody's going to get their feelings hurt. But what I will say is I don't think Garcelle meant that towards Erica. I really don't. That is a common, like, never have I ever entry I should say because I've used that before I've never stolen anything ne not once ever 
I've never stolen a goddamn thing in my life. And we can get into that later. But my friends are always like shocked when they hear that. <sighs> but anyways, this is the part of the um, episode where I'm like, what the actual fuck is going on? Because again, Erica has taken something. Whether it's a pill or I think it's a little more than weed. Okay. A pill and some alcoholic beverages. I'm like, girl, what is going on? Okay. Because then she starts talking about what the internet is speculating to be her and Army Hammer. And she's like, shut the fuck up. My thing is don't kiss and tell. Don't ever do that to me. And it's like, girl, what, what, is, what is you doing? Okay. Please relax. Okay. Even Sutton's like, I'm going to go ahead and change the topic now from this one. Because she's just like going off to herself. And these ladies refuse to look at her like the cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs that she's acting like right now. Ugh. But next week is the season finale. I'm ready to wrap it up. This was a good season, okay? I still don't know if I think we need four parts of the reunion, but I mean, since we're getting them, I'll take them. I'm gonna watch them, duh. But huh, all right, let's head on over to Potomac because there's lots to discuss there as well. Alrighty, so over in Potomac, the ladies are getting ready to go to Chesapeake. I'm a little confused to why the editors aren't understanding that because they definitely said that they were still in Maryland. They're not. They're in Virginia. All right. I know that because when Ashley and Karen were in the car, they literally were on the highway that I used to drive on every single day. I know y'all may be like, okay, it's a highway. Like it could be different. No, I know that highway. Okay. I spent minty a tears driving a highway, but that's a different story. That's a different story. Gordon tells Mia that he's not really wanting to go on this trip, which I kind of understand because you know what? Sometimes in group settings, group trips, I get really overwhelmed and I'm like, I, I just need some time. I need some time. But nevertheless, I feel like that Gordon is something else, but whatever. Mia's continuing to act like Candace knows her backstory. And at this point it's exhausting. Okay. She, this whole, I don't bring anyone's mom into it. First of all, you brought Escala's mom into it earlier this week on Twitter, just so we clear, okay? But it wasn't pointed from Candace. Candace didn't say, I'm going to say your mama to Mia because I know her struggles with that. It could have been Robin, Giselle, Wendy, Karen, anybody else. She would have said your mama's low budget. Boom, we're done. Again, that is a very quick and easy comeback that people have used for many a years. Okay. Like y'all keep moving the goalposts for little candy gal. And I just don't understand why. Again, I know I'm becoming a candy gal apologist, but like, well, listen, I wouldn't say apologist all the way because I, I got some for her later in this episode, but I don't care how you try and twist and turn this. Mia was wrong as the day is long. And so was Dorothy. All right. However, Dorothy is Candace's mother. We really going to sit here and act like we go off on our moms the same way we would go off on a peer? Y'all might, but I don't, okay? Candace is right. Mia is projecting. Anytime she feels any type of way, she starts talking about how many businesses she owns so that she's a CEO and she's this and she's that. And it's like, girl, that's not relevant to the argument, okay? Stay on topic. She, again, did the same thing with the scholar earlier in the week. And I get what she's saying, all right? Yes, she's a CEO. She's a project manager. She comes on scenes to, like, find what's wrong. I get that. When I go into restaurants and things are, like, running slow or just in general, I take a quick 
you know, glance around the restaurant to see what it, what's going on because that's what I do for a living. However, what I don't do is go get the manager and say, so why is your table 32 over there dirty? Why is that server over there deciding to do this instead of that? Why is that bartender stirring? No, I don't do that. Okay. Because it's not my place. It was not Mia's place to come onto that music video shoot, talk to Candace's mom, get all in the finances. Like it just wasn't. All right. I honestly, honestly forgot until this conversation with Chris and Candace that Michael and Chris have beef, but I quickly remembered. And to be honest, I don't blame Chris at all. I don't blame anybody for having beef with Michael Darby. I mean, honestly. So then we get to go see Ashley go visit Robin in her townhouse, which is perfectly fine to live in, but not according to Mia. All right. Even Ashley says that she didn't know that Mia's mom went through the things that she went through. I just, I don't know. It seems weird to me that these ladies can't wait to tell everything else, but they didn't ever repeat Mia's mom's story to anybody else. So they were just aware. Hmm. It's giving drama. Okay. Robin is still in her state of delusion because she's like, oh, these are just general questions. We're having fun. It's not about you. And it's like, Robin, you asked a question that literally had everything to do with Wendy last week. Stop. Like, stop it. Okay. She also says that Candace needs to watch herself because she's going to hurt somebody's feelings. I'm like, I know you miss, these are just general questions. You're being an asshole last week is not, what? No, you are the fucking asshole, Robin. Okay. Then we get the clip of Carl doing Robin's, or Carl, Cal doing Giselle's hair. (laughs) I want to be inside Cal's mind. Like I want Cal to have a talking head. I don't really need him to be all the way a part of the show, but like just the looks that he gives Giselle in response to the things that comes out of her mouth are so hilarious to me. So hilarious for Giselle and Robin to say the invite was shady again with the hypocrisy. I don't know anybody, anyone who invites somebody to their home by being nasty. Giselle says, Giselle, you mean when you sent that friends and haters clip art invite? Or when they arrived to your house and you told them that you intended for them to use the bathroom outside like a fucking animal? The delusion and the hypocrisy. My God, it's not even cute anymore, okay? Like, I want to know what Robin smokes. I don't feel comfortable around Wendy. If I tell her her shoe's untied, she's going to yell at me. No, but if you talk about my body and my husband and call me loose, then yeah, I'm going to have some rat tat 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 for you, girl. What are you talking about? What are you actually talking about here? Oh, God. And the women act like Wendy's too sensitive to be in the group and she can't receive anything. No, I don't have to receive everything you throw at me. I may receive it and then my response to that shit is cussing you the fuck out. It's my job. I might get a little bonus for that, okay? I'm tired of seeing people say like, Wendy doesn't understand the assignment. Again, she does because she stays there. In real life, normal person would just leave. They would get up and go. All right. 
huh, you know what? Robin and Giselle always have to do the same thing. It's like, y'all are too grown to be following each other like this. You can almost guarantee that if Giselle's not going to something because she's beefing with somebody, Robin is beefing with them too. And it's just like, grow up, okay? G and Mia arrive in Chesapeake and they're asking where the valet is. And it's like, y'all are in the middle of nowhere. Please stop. It, and it's COVID. Like, why are you pulling up to a house waiting on a valet like that? And then a drinking starts, child. And listen, I'm a person, I do like to indulge in a beverage, especially on vacation. But babe, this is a marathon, not a race. Like, I can tell you right now, all them shots would have ended up badly for somebody. And they did. Okay. And they did. Just so we're clear, Mia takes cheap shots too, though. She's always quick to talk about what might or might not be going on in someone's bedroom because she mentions that, you know, Candace should make the husbander just a husband so he can work out whatever she needs in the bedroom. And it's like, girl, just because you and G do it in Waffle House and go get white girls from the strip club doesn't mean that that's everybody's version of freaky. All right. I like. <laughs> Make it make sense. I, she's always trying to act like she sets the bar for class, business, sex life. No, your sex life is what you make it. Again, I don't want my ass and my lady parts on the sink in Waffle House. Every Waffle House I've ever been to never has above a C rating from the health inspector. So we're good, babes. Not near my china pot. All right. Huh. Like I said, everybody relationship is different, okay? G, mm, G telling us that he likes white girls and that he, mm, that little dog motion he did, I, listen, that was so fucking cringy to me. If Mia like it, I love it, okay? But for me, I don't want to hear you like anybody else but me. All right. I'm your type, period. And then this man says, where the white woman at? I, okay. Again, if she like it, I love it. I don't. G is giving big, drunk, inappropriate grandpa energy and it's uncomfortable to watch. All right. Uncomfortable. I honestly... I don't have anything else to say about G and his actions because it just got more and more outrageous. And again, Mia, if you like it, I love it, boo. Okay. But one thing I will say, Candace said, tells a scholar that G reminds her of Michael Darby and it's spot on. But what I don't agree with is Candace trying to say, you G can't tell Mia to shut the fuck up in mixed company. Me, when Mia comes in the room and they've been, uh, talking about filling Ascala in. And Ascala says, did G tell you to shut the fuck up? Mia's like not even faced by it. She's like, probably, yeah, we'd say that to each other. Listen, Candace says, yeah, me and Chris do too, but not out in the open. I mean, that's how you guys have decided you want to run your relationship. They can say that in front of people. In my house, we not saying it at all, Okay. Like, if you tell me to shut the fuck up, you will never fuck me again. But that's a rule in my house, may not be a rule in your house, okay? I just, ugh, this fight between Mia and Candace, it got, it got real nasty real fast, okay? 
again, Mia's trying to treat everything like a business meeting. Calling something low budget, I don't really think is appropriate even in a business meeting, okay? You're not going to walk into the meeting and just say, this is low budget. Girl, please. It's just, it's giving, it's giving unprofessionalism, all right? <sighs> now, one thing we have learned with the Candace, if you go low with her, she is going to go to hell, okay? I don't, I think Mia watched this show before. So what, are you surprised by that? I don't know. Like I always say, know your fighter, okay? If I'm arguing with a Candace, I know that she's gonna pull something out. That's a low blow if she feels like I've gone low. So you know what? Whatever. I will say this though. Mia said, my bestie understands me, not these broke bitches, okay? Since we're dissecting everything, Mia said, bitches, multiple, not bitch. Not this broke bitch, singular. I'm just saying she called all y'all broke bitches, okay? Ooh, so right in the middle as this drama starts popping off, Ashley Darby comes in with a full fucking portrait of her family. It's like, girl, you don't have your phone? You took that off the wall? What is happening, okay? <sighs> we get a little break from the argument. And let me just say this. Candace does deserve to pick the room last, Okay. The way she put those women in a fucking cottage five minutes away from the main house. I'm using air quotes here because I really hate that terminology and I'm not trying to revisit that argument. Candace, girl, you deserve to pick the room last. It's it's only right. Okay. So then Mia starts it up again. And I agree with Candace. If you're going to call me mean, then just come over here and say it then. Like, gosh. And look, again, I'm going to have to agree with Candace. Mia does need to go to therapy, okay? She tries to turn everything into her struggle, what she's been through. And uh, listen, it is giving projecting. It's giving projecting, all right? And before y'all come for me, I, I understand her past and what she's been through, okay? It doesn't mean that she can say and do whatever. How did we get here? Because Mia was getting into Candace's business and talking to her mother, all right? Y'all know I'm all about the cause and effect, okay? Hmm. But while, while I'm morphing into a candy gal, okay, I will say on the tip of therapy, Candace, my love, got real triggered in that argument when Karen started walking over because that, no, 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 that wasn't to Mia. That was when Karen started walking over. I was like, mm, she wasn't, she was having some flashbacks. Okay. Now the salad toss. Okay. Ugh. I ain't got nothing wrong for y'all. Two wrongs don't make a right. Okay. All I'm going to say is this. Candace tossed a leaf. She tossed a leaf in like, not even at Mia. It wasn't like an overhead, like a beer pong toss. She just tossed a leaf, picked it up with her nails and was like, do you want this? Mia picked up a whole basketball palm full of, the whole salad was gone to hell. Nobody could have eaten it. After Candace picked up that leaf, we could have still enjoyed it. Mia palmed that shit like a basketball and threw it in Candace's face, okay? Oh, I'm like, ugh. I just... Ugh. In the previews for next week, okay, 
Mia talking about if my mom relapses because of this bitch, she better catch me outside. Girl, what? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mia, baby, you have put your mother on national TV and told us all of her business, okay? You're not gonna blame that on Candace in a your mama comment. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Come on now, y'all. Y'all, come on now. All right. I'm not saying Candace was all the way right, but to sit here and be like, if my mom relapses because of her, what? You told us your mom was in jail last week. We didn't know that about her beforehand. You told us. Oh my gosh. It's, it's good. But again, we are a Bravo Nation divided. And I feel like more is coming because... I have my theories on why we all can't get on the same page when it comes to Potomac. I shared some of them on Instagram, um, from Twitter when Instagram was down, whoo child, but we can talk about that at the, when we wrap up this season, let's head on over to sleepy ass Salt Lake city. And y'all know when I say sleepy, I mean sleepy cause this show is boring. All right. Now we said it. It's boring. I'm happy we had some type of resolution between Jen and Meredith for now because it was wearing thin on me. However, let me tell y'all, when Lisa Barlow was trying to calm Meredith down and she said, Lisa, or Lisa, Meredith, I understand. I get it why you're upset. When Jack was three, somebody in the convenience store said he had a big head. I'm still mad about it. I was like, girl, no, you didn't. No, you did not. First of all, all babies have big heads. And what, Jack is like 13, 14 now? You are not still talking about that. I'm sorry. Lisa Barlow is just the right amount of removed from reality. <laughs> because why would you say that? It ain't got nothing to do with what Jen is doing with Brooks. Your baby had a big head. Period. All right. Stuart calms Jen down. Jen finally says, Meredith, I'm sorry. They give a little pit pat hug. And it's like, okay, cool. We meet this new lady, Angie, and I'm going to tell y'all right now, I don't like her. All right. First things first. She tells us all within two minutes of each other that she goes to Chick-fil-A, if not twice a day, but at least once at the bare minimum once, that she has a transgender child and that she is not a practicing Mormon right now because the Mormon church is not supportive of the LGBTQ community. Mm, Miss Mama. Let's circle back. But you eat Chick-fil-A at least once a day? Whatever. Like, girl, okay. And again, I'm tuning in and out of this episode, all right? I feel like I blinked and I was just at casino night. I did find it funny when Miss Mary... <laughs> it was worth a chuckle when Jen sat down next to me and was like, hey, girl, like, why don't we get the families together? And Mary just so honestly was like, mm-mm. No, mm -mm, no girl. Because like any other person would have been like, oh, you know, yeah, we can definitely do that. Mary, it was an instant like, mm -mm, nope, no ma'am. We are not doing this. But uh, we start tapping into this Whitney Lisa drama. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know what Whitney thought she did, but she, it wasn't it, all right? She just got a whole bunch of shit started for no reason. And again, Angie looks messy as hell to me. I don't think Lisa snubbed Whitney when she walked into the party. She walked straight towards somebody who is her friend and hugged her. And then she turned to Whitney and said, hello, why do you need her to roll out the red carpet for you? Okay. 
Like Whitney tries to be like, oh, I'm so innocent. Like I'm just so like nice to everybody. No, girl, you're not. Okay. Because Angie was Lisa's friend. They literally told us in earlier in the episode that they worked at a call center together and they have been friends since Angie was 16 and Lisa was 23. Lisa even gave Angie her ID to go see NSYNC. Like, okay, yes, I'm going to have a problem if I've been your friend for this long and then all of a sudden you start making a friendship. You're running up to the girls that don't like me and saying, oh my God, I think we're related really? Because I'm pretty sure you knew who they were before and now you want to be related to them. That's weird. All right. So Angie sits down with Lisa and starts talking about this catering business that pulled out last minute. But what Angie didn't say is that while the caterers pulled out, they found somebody to replace them right then and there. So I'm right, like really not understanding why this was a thing, except for the fact that Whitney tried to make it a thing. All right. And yes, I would have a problem if my friend came at me like this too. Whitney comes in and sits down and she's like, and I would do the same as Lisa. Why are you here? Do you want me to leave? Yeah, I do. Because I just heard you're trying to turn my fucking friend against me. All right. I'm sorry. Y'all are not about to do Lisa like this. I feel like what happened was when they probably start first started doing casting for the show and Lisa found out Whitney was cast. She probably made a little, you know, a little shady, cute comment and was like, oh, don't know who that is, but okay. And it got back to Whitney and she's let it fester in her for fucking ever. Because last year on the reunion, she's like, Lisa has said that I don't deserve to sit right here in this chair. And it's like, girl, calm down. Like, what? I just, mm. Okay. Whitney really thinks she did something though, because she's like, I have a PhD in Lisa Barlow's behaviors. And this is how she acts when she's guilty of something. And then she goes on to list three behaviors that people in confrontations generally do yell, cry, and walk away. Like what's going on here? What do you think you've proven? Cause to me, it's just that you're messy and not the fun kind. Not for me, at least. Huh. I am so ready to get to the arrest and the box braids and the silk press of it all. What are we doing here? Huh. That's going to go ahead and wrap up our recaps for the week. I'm sorry, y'all. I am just genuinely confused. But nevertheless, I'm going to keep watching for you all. Huh. It is that time now in the podcast where I ask y'all for a favor. You already know what I'm about to ask. I need a ratings interview, okay? We've gone two weeks, two weeks without a new rating or review. And that's just, that's gonna be an issue for me, loves. Help me, all right? Leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps get me out there, all right? Don't forget to follow me over on Instagram at Who Asked Me Podcast. We're doing polls. We're having conversations. We're doing hot takes, okay? We're spicing up the Instagram content, all right? Don't y'all worry. I'm going to keep it coming. I will talk to y'all Friday for our final Bachelor in Paradise recap. The finale is Tuesday night. 
And that'll be that. We're going to go back to a one episode a week, being a one episode a week podcast after that. But, you know, it was fun. It was cute. Like I said before, I'll probably sprinkle in some Bachelorette content on the Instagram. And if something's worth talking about on the um, podcast, maybe I'll sprinkle it it in there too. We're just not going to dedicate a whole episode to it. So on that note, don't forget to follow me over on Instagram at Who Asked Me Podcast. I will talk to y'all on Friday.